about the, the big tent over there. Um, yep, Mary Ellen finally kicked me out. <laughs> oh, I'm living at the church now. <coughs> it's okay. Uh, no, no. Although she might want to sometime. After this, she might want to. Um, yeah, so I brought, I brought in my tent, and I'm going to kind of use that uh, as an illustration. Um, I bought that tent about 20 years ago, all right, and, and my buddy Bill and I, he's my, my, my boundary waters guy, uh, we'd go up to the boundary waters uh, for opener every year, all right, and sometimes, you know, in Minnesota, the opener isn't so kind, is it? And a lot of times we'd wake up with snow, and the old tent we had was just an old tent that we had, and so I saved up my pennies, you know, and back then that was, you know, took me a while to save up, and I bought this online some some uh, sporting goods store in New Hampshire, <laughs> all right? And it came, it's just awesome. It's like double layer everything, okay? It's got a, a reinforced floor in there, a great rain fly, and we used that and we never got wet, okay? It's just a, uh, just a, 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 great, a great tent, okay? Well, uh, well, and here's what, here's what happened, okay? Here, here's what happened. So, so maybe about we'd used it two times, and then I get this phone call from, from my buddy Bill, and he says, yeah, Tim, uh, my teenage boys want to go on a camping trip. Can they use your tent? Moment of dead silence. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, oh, boy, my new tent. Uh, I kind of love that tent. Uh, I was a teenage boy once. I know what teenage boys do. And I said, no. <laughs> And so we had our first tiff, all right? And uh, uh, is that right, Mary? Yeah, it is. Okay, and uh, we probably didn't talk to each other for two weeks, okay? And Mary was like, you go talk to him. And I know his wife, you go talk to him. All right, so we finally got together. And, and we, once we got together, we just started laughing. You know, what are we doing? Okay, so we did what Christians do. We forgave each other. And we learned, we learned a couple of things. One, it's so easy to get attached to earthly things, right? Especially the things that you're passionate about. That was the first thing we learned. And the second thing is no earthly thing is worth a friendship. It's just not. All right, so that's one story uh, with the tent. Now, in our text for today, how about that? The Apostle Paul talks about a tent, okay? He uses... Uh, a tent as a metaphor, right? We know that if the tent, which is our earthly home, is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house, not made with hands, eternal uh, in the heavens. So uh, in this text, you know, Paul, a tent for Paul is a metaphor for what? Our bodies, our earthly bodies, okay? Uh, and don't forget, Paul knows a few things uh, about a tent, uh, uh, doesn't he? Okay, let's see. All right, yeah, so the word that uh, Paul uses for tent in Greek is skenos, okay? And it means tent, but it also means temporary dwelling, okay? So Paul knows that a tent is a temporary dwelling because he came from a family of tent makers. That's what he did for a living, you know, uh, before he, you know, did the Pharisee thing full time and, and then became an apostle. He, he, he sold tents. And I'm guessing he also repaired his uh, share of tents too, all right, so he knows uh, uh, tents are temporary dwellings. They rip, they tear, 
uh, they fall apart, uh, kind of just like what? Yeah, our, our earthly bodies, all right? So I got a question for you then, and the question is this, how's your earthly tent doing these days? Okay, that's what I want to know. How is your earthly tent doing? Now, if you're younger, okay, if you're younger, you're probably saying, I'm bulletproof, <laughs> right? Okay, Peyton, stand up. Peyton Menzel, right here, okay? He's bulletproof. Look at this kid, okay? He's young, he's strong, okay? He's got an attitude, okay? He's also going to state and golf this year, all right? Give it up. Oh, Kelly. Kelly is also going to state and golf this year. V way to go. Okay, and I guess, you know, she's bulletproof too. Okay, so those two. Yeah, that's right. All right. And you know, you're bulletproof to what? Your 20s, uh, your 30s, okay. Uh, and, and you don't think about old age. You guys don't. I never did. You don't think about old age. You certainly don't think about death. Uh, do you, okay? Peyton used to be me. Oh, yeah. I used to be bulletproof just like you, okay? But what happens? You can't avoid time and gravity, can you, okay? You can't. It catches up uh, with all of us. In, in fact, I'll tell you a little personal secret, okay? And my, I know my wife's going to slink down in, in her seat. She already is, Okay. But at the seminary, when I was 26, my nickname was Lud the Stud. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay? But now it's Lud the Dud because <laughs> my chest is turning into my stomach and my hair is departed for another zip code, okay? And here's the worst part. Young girls open the door for me at Target. I hate that. <laughs> I hate that. If you're a young girl, don't do that. Just let the old guy wrestle with the door, okay? <laughs> All right. So, uh, so you're, you're, you're not always, you know, golf champions. You're not always going to be bulletproof. And Paul talks about this, all right? He says this. He says, while we are still in the tent, what? We groan. We're burdened. And that's, that kind of is what happens uh, when, you, when you get old, okay? Because what do us older folks, what do we talk about when we get together? <laughs> what? Our last doctor's appointment, you know, uh, medications, our favorite surgery, you know, uh, uh, thing, things like that. And what are the, what's the old adage? Growing old ain't for the what? Yeah, faint of heart, all right? Uh, so Paul's right, because eventually... These earthly tents, what? They go the way of the world. Uh, they, you know, they, they fade away, and then, and then you die. And then you die. The tents are permanent structures, Paul says. They don't last forever. And then you die. So what do we do about that? We don't do anything. God has already taken care of the problem. All right, here's what he, again. We know that if the tent, which is our earthly home, is destroyed, we have a building from God, okay, oikos in the Greek, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. 
All right, so God is promising you and me a brand new what? Brand new tent. But it's going to be better than a tent, okay? This time, canvas will be replaced by brick and mortar. In heaven, canvas, that which is flimsy, will be replaced by uh, iron and steel. Our heavenly bodies will not be built by human hands, no. Who is the contractor of our heavenly bodies? It will be our our creator, all right? The one who designed and contracted the, the heavens and the earth. He will make our resurrected bodies, and those bodies won't be temporary this time. Sin messed that up. This time our bodies will be what? Eternal, all right? So on the last day, when Jesus Christ comes back, the trumpet sounds, and Christ calls your name and takes your hand uh, from the grave, you're not going to walk away from that uh, grave wearing one of those, right? Uh, you will be given, you'll be decked out in your heavenly body that will last forever. Okay, now that sounds pretty good, doesn't it? I'm looking forward to that. That, so that sounds great, especially if you take Metamucil every day like I do. I call Metamucil the powder of the gods, okay? All right, so all this sounds pretty good, but how do you know it's true? How do you know God's promise of a resurrected body is true? What does God say? What does Paul say? He who has prepared us for this very thing is God, who has given us the Spirit as a guarantee. All right? So, I don't know, about a month and a half ago, our four-year-old refrigerator died. All right? So what do I do? I check the warranty. I check the guarantee, which, of course, was good for what? Three years, okay? That's the problem with earthly guarantees. You know, they're never around when you need them. They don't last, uh, uh, they don't last forever, uh, do they? But God, okay, has given us a guarantee through the Spirit, okay? Uh, arabon, okay? Arabon, that's the word for guarantee. This is a really cool definition to this Greek word. It means first installment, okay? A deposit which guarantees something. A sure down payment, a pledge. So when God promises us, uh, you know, the Holy Spirit guarantees that we will have a resurrection body. Well, when was that first down payment made, do you think? At your baptism. Isn't that a cool way to think about baptism? Okay, at your baptism, the Holy Spirit gives you your warranty, you know, for your resurrected body, okay? And, that, and, and the Holy Spirit signs that, that warranty. He signs it with the blood of whom? our Savior, Jesus Christ, and he seals it with an empty grave, all right? So it's Christ's blood, it's Christ's power through the Holy Spirit that guarantees our resurrection body. And that is just, just awesome. In fact, Paul talks about this again, and I just want you to hear this because it's kind of a different way of saying the same thing, 1 Corinthians 15. Listen, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed in a flash, in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound, then what? The dead, all those old tents, will be raised, what? Imperishable, eternally, never to die again, 
and we will all be changed, okay? So you ain't going to be bulletproof forever. Well, maybe you are because you've been guaranteed a forever, okay, like all of us, by whom? The Holy Spirit backed up by Jesus. Amen. I believe we sing a hymn. Thank you.